it's great having you kind of be part of the, the church family for a while uh, as you're here. And uh, we want to just kind of hear a little bit more about what God's doing with you and uh, for you. And so uh, I just kind of wanted to start off by uh, letting you share with us a little bit about your journey uh, to working overseas. And so would you just kind of share with us a little bit of what that journey looked like for you? Sure. So I first received a call from from God to go into uh, that work when I was in seventh grade. And then life happened and it didn't happen. And so when we, when we got married, we knew that we wanted to serve God. So we all throughout our, our marriage have been involved uh, in church and doing things for God. So we've always had that kind of a heart, but we were running a business here in Houston and working really hard. God was blessing the business. And I've got stories about that too, of how God was using our business to bless workers overseas. But then a person who was at the same level of the industry as us had kidney failure and she was on dialysis and we knew that and she'd been on dialysis and she was working and working and working. And we got a phone call one day that she had died and it was like she had never stopped working in this job that was really not significant for the kingdom. And I looked at my husband and said to him, if we're going to work this hard, I want it to be for something that's important. So then we went on a journey to find out what our talents were, what our, our um, gifts are, are the things that we've learned, what our skills were, all of those things and how God wanted to use us to be able to, to serve him. And through that, then we knew that we really wanted to go overseas to work, but then it was a process. And we then had to go through those decisions of, do we go? Do we stay? We've got children here. We've got family here. They're not going with us. How can we have the most impact on, on, what God wants us to do. And so we really believed that we could actually even have an impact on our church here by going ahead and going overseas and serving overseas and being that example to follow. That's great. And so uh, over time, uh, that journey led you to work in North Africa uh, and you spent, you know, some time working there. Tell us about how that went and some of the kind of heart you developed as you were there. Yeah. So we went in for, for the first two years, we really concentrated on language learning, but at the same time we were building relationships with people and we would go in, into people's homes and visit with them. And we always went with a story re ready to tell them and hopefully God would arrange the conversation to where we could tell that story. And most of the time that happened. And then once we, Tom finished language school and I continued to do that because it was a way that I could continue to pour into my language nurture and get to learn more language. I tell people that 
I'm still learning English. So it's going to take me a while to learn their language too. (laughs) And so um, I continued doing that. We went into people's homes. We helped people in different ways. We had people come knock on our door all the time for, for food and those kinds of things. And then when COVID hit in, uh, in 2020, we were, okay, God, now what? We're locked in our homes. How can you use us to serve in this area? And so then we started taking food to people who needed food. And then once that need was need was met, then there became uh, housing needs for, that people needed, medical needs that people needed. People then started more and more coming to us to ask for prayer and for, for help with medical things that were happening in their lives. Yeah, and and I, I feel like, you know, as we've talked is, you know, your heart for the people kind of gave you clarity as to your mission towards them. Uh, and, and, you know, we know that's true in, in all areas of life, um, that when we engage people, we kind of get to really see their needs. And so as you began to do that, your heart for not just uh, the people of North Africa, but for people all over the world that were kind of in the same um, you know stage as, as they were, uh, became a big heart of that. And so you begin to see your pivot through COVID and kind of over the next years after that. So how has that kind of shifted for you? Uh, But in doing so, how has God given you an even bigger picture? Yeah. So when we were there, we had this wonderful, amazing summer where many things happened at our house and our landlord came and told us, uh, I want my house back. He he really didn't like the things that were happening at his house because we were centered on telling people about Jesus. And so at that time we talked with our parents and they really wanted us to come back to the States. So we came back to the States, but we still dream of going back to North Africa. That's still a dream of ours. We haven't given up on that dream yet, but what, while we're here, we know that God also wants to use us. So now I am actively looking for people who want to go and do the same kind of thing that I did overseas or that we did, not I, and that we would be able to help them to develop the skills and the resources that they need to be able to not just uh, survive, but to actually thrive when they're on the field and that they'll stay a long time and learn the language and be able to really make a difference in people's lives. So right now you spend, you know, a good amount of time going around and trying to, you know, encourage people to uh, go do work in other countries. Uh, and then a couple times a year, you still get to a chance to go back uh, to North Africa and, and do some work there. Yeah. So right now, so far, it's only been once a year that I've been able to go back. When, um, when I go back, my focus is on doing language camps for the children. They really want to learn English. And when we go, it gives the people whose homes that we're meeting in an opportunity to really show their neighbors that Christians are not scary, 
that they're coming to pray, they're coming to help, they're coming to um, just bless us. And so that's helpful to them. We've got a lady that we work with that she opens up her home. She says that my home is, is God's house. And so you can come and use it anytime you want. And so she opens up her home. The, the neighborhood children come and we do language camp. They have lots of fun and it develops a relationship with people in the neighborhood that then we can go and uh, pray with people. We can go and tell stories about Jesus and they are able to um, receive it in their hearts because they're wonderful uh, people who want to share their hospitality with us. All they have to give is their hospitality. And so they're very open with that. What makes some of the work that you do in North Africa like so difficult? Language is a barrier. When I am talking to someone, a lot of people are better at language than me. But when I'm talking to someone, I understand maybe 50% of what they're saying without just saying, I need you to slow down. Or can you explain that word to me? I didn't understand that meaning. So that's a, that's a barrier. The culture can be a barrier because I don't always understand what's going on. Americans, when they go into a, a foreign culture, we don't see the whole picture. We don't know all the things that are underneath different aspects of things. And so that is a difficulty. Um, as my husband said on Sunday, driving can be a huge challenge. Transportation can be a, a, a challenge. Most of the countries that we go into have a lot of taxis. So that's something that I really didn't have a skill at until the past couple of years when my husband didn't go with me and I had to learn how to do the taxi system. And so I know it a little bit now, but I still have stories about not successfully taking a taxi either. So that's, that's another thing. Yeah. I think we, we get a little bit spoiled that, Things in other countries tend to take a little bit longer. Um, and uh, that that means, you know, getting to places takes longer, but also the work that's being done there just tends to take a little bit longer. And so it's hard to see, um, you know, years of work that don't always produce the results that we hope for sometimes. And so, you know, mm -hmm. how is it um, that has your role has shifted to kind of this mobilization side? How do you see um, your impact may be growing in ways you didn't expect. Mm. Yeah. So as I look to find more people to send out to these areas, my husband and I were only two people. Uh, we're going to find more than two people, hopefully to be able to go out and do God's work, not just in the country that we were in, but also other areas. The Muslim world stretches from North Africa clear over into Indonesia. And there are 2 billion people, which is one third of the world's population 
that is Muslim and doesn't know Jesus. That's, that's, um, it's a scary thing to think about, um, that, that amount. And, and I love, I love kind of, as, as you've talked about that, it, it kind of really kind of strikes to the heartbeat of what we want to be as a church is your understanding of who God is and your faithfulness to his calling for you to be a disciple has led you to use your gifts and talents to go help disciple other people, to use their gifts and talents, to go disciple other people and, and so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, I, I hope, and I, I'm, I'm sure this is the case is that as you're mobilizing people that we're praying for, not just, you know, Americans to be sent to these countries, but people who maybe grew up uh, in other countries have been in America, have maybe come to faith and now, uh, have some of the cultural barriers that we would have going into a country like North Africa uh, eliminated simply because they have that already, right? And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, we get to see, you know, what we, what we call like grandchildren of the faith going out and having a very large impact because of the faithfulness of of some of the missionaries that have gone before them. Mm-hmm. I love hearing about the uh, pivot that you've had in your work in order to uh, have a bigger impact, maybe, you know, a hundred years down the road. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's great to hear. What are, what are ways you believe, you know, that the work that you're doing can help our church? I hope that our church will continue to send more people not just to the Muslim world, but to other areas also, because God wants all men everywhere to be saved. And so as our church continues to, to grow and to develop and to um, seek God, my prayer for them is to send more workers. Yeah. Um, Can we back up for a minute? Uh, I would like to respond a little bit to what you said before, where we live in such a diverse city, right? And the the city that we live in has a a lot of different people groups in it. And so one thing that we can do as a church is to open our doors and give hospitality, invite somebody in for a cup of coffee, invite somebody in to just have a conversation. It doesn't have to be about Jesus. You can just have a conversation, you know, wow, the moon's really pretty tonight or something like that. And just to be friendly because these people are coming to America and sometimes they're coming here and because of it just being America and um, American culture, many times these people who have come to visit and maybe go to school, maybe work, they don't ever get invited into a believer's home. And so when we invite them into our homes, then that and build a relationship with them, that opens the door then to be able to tell them about Jesus. I think it's very sad to think of them coming to America and never getting invited into someone's home. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's really when we think about the mobilization side of what you're doing, I think that the way that we can participate is, is that there are people I'm sure in our neighborhoods that are from these countries across the world. And what 
what greater gift can we give to the world and to uh, all the work that's being done is by engaging those people when they're here uh, and building bridges to those countries long before we've, or, or without even stepping foot in them, you know, and uh, you just think about the longevity of the work uh, or not the longevity, but the the distance that our work can travel simply by engaging the people that are around us. Uh, you drive down the street and can see the diversity of businesses. Um, and so, you know, having that heart of uh, I can I can engage the world simply by meeting my neighbors um, is, a, is a really neat phenomenon that we we live in here in this area of Houston. And so, uh, as we continue to support uh, the work that you're doing there, and um, you know, as as we continue to kind of participate in, in the mobilization of more people being sent. Um, you know, I, I love that, um, even working halfway across the world, it's still the same methods in place. It's, it's engaging people where they are, uh, building relationship with them. And then if the Holy spirit leads, then the gospel's preached, you know, um, and whether that's, you know, at a, at a restaurant down the road or, um, you know, in a home, halfway across the world. Right. And that's really encouraging for me. Yeah. When, when you engage with someone, don't expect them to have perfect English. They're learning English for the most part, many of them. And so when you speak with someone, just be patient with them, ask them questions. Don't use big words. Because they are not going to understand the big words that we use. So we have to keep it more simple and to be able to have that conversation. But patience is a big thing and being willing to rephrase something or to uh, explain the meaning of a word is very helpful to them. And trying their foods. Right. Trying Stump. their foods. They love to show hospitality. Yeah, our stomachs yes. are a good bridge between cultures. So, you know, try to start learning that those things. So, but that's great. Yes. I, I love getting a chance to talk with you. I, I'm, I'm excited about uh, just all the things that, that are going on. And, and I really hope that we can continue to, to support uh, just the work that you're doing, uh, whether it's here or whether it's in North Africa. And so I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kyle. I really, I really appreciate visiting with you today.